0: This is To The Point, a rhino experience, fully one of the top home services, marketing and operations podcasts, cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, 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 what's up? Man, I'm excited to be here. I've probably done 500 plus of these over the last 15 years, but I've never done a show quite like this. Does anybody know why? Because there's not been one like this, right? Latino entrepreneurs, that's fantastic. Steven Martinez, thank you my man, this is fantastic. Woo! So I'm going to start this off like I've done for a better part of a decade and talk about the 95 5 rule because this applies to you and it applies to every vendor in here. So I want you to listen close. I'm not going to beat this horse too much, but I want to get after it. So If you look to your left, and you can do that right now, that little awkward glance at the person next to you, it's awkward for them too, and you look to your right, the reality of the situation is that those two people probably are gonna walk out of here and do absolutely nothing with what you just learned. Is that gonna be you? Absolutely not. 95% 95% is the statistic. For the better part of a decade of me presenting, that's how it typically works out. I am not a 95%er. I am a 5%er. Is that what you're gonna be? Yes, Absolutely. Because the 5%ers are the ones that walk out of here and they get it done. They don't quit. They don't go back to the routine. Because guess what? I was gone for five days or for the week, all week last week. I didn't touch work for five straight days. I've not done that in at least 12 years. And I came back, and it would have been really easy to fall into the routine, but I had some things I learned, and I need to implement them. I need you to do the exact same thing. If you go back and you fuck it up, change it, and try it again, but for God's sake, don't give up. Can we do that? The 5%ers go back and do something with what they've learned. You took the time away from your employees, your families, you've got your pride, go back and do something. Those are the ones that become the most successful. Those are the ones that succeed. Five percenters? Let's do it. Okay, now why should you listen to this speech, Gringo? I didn't know if that was in to land or not, did it land? Okay, good. As I run, I'm the CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions. Today, there's about 180 rhinos in the company, serving folks like yourself, but more specifically in the home services industry. I've been running this business for 15 years. I'm not a privileged white boy. I built this thing, I bootstrapped it together. I found the right circle of people to run with, like my friend Tommy that's speaking up next. I got to partner with a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk for three years, we got any Gary V fans in here? Gary taught me so much about myself that I thought I already knew and how to move my business forward. Even when I don't have the same money or the capital, all it takes is a little bit of grit, determination, and some consistency. But we built an amazing business. Got to interview Mike Tyson last year, which is cool one of my events. But I've had an amazing, amazing business right now. One of the largest home services, digital marketing companies in the entire world. Thank you. That means a lot. I'm grateful for that. And along the way, what it's allowed me to do is throw some really great parties for my employees because i love to celebrate them because without them, I got no business. So we bring in some really good performers to have a good time, and that way it's all about them like some of these guys up here. I'd love to get Pitbull, but he's asking like a quarter million dollars for 30 minutes. That's, that's That's steep. I was able to launch a podcast with the help of Gary Vaynerchuk in 2020, right at the beginning, right before the pandemic hit. And I didn't want to do it. It talked me into it. I'm so grateful I've, I've been able to do it. It's allowed me to learn so much more. It comes out every single week. I have some of the biggest players in the home services space come on, and we share their pain, their failures, their stories, their struggles, and that they're also willing to help. And it's made it become one of the largest home services marketing podcasts in the entire world. Subsequently, the guy that's coming up right after me is another one in the home service industry. That's a massive one that you'll get a ton of good content from. So if you listen to this podcast, please do. If you do already, thank you. Appreciate it. So I had a crazy career. If you saw that video, I try a lot of high-risk stuff. So if you haven't figured it out about me, I thought, you know what? I come from a farm town, you know, I thought bull riding was something good I wanted to do. I, I had a lot of fun in bull riding, if you can picture this guy, bull riding. I don't do it with Jordans on uh, I had a great race, racing career um, from being a kid racing go-karts and sprint cars and midgets. I ran crap, we didn't have any money, but I was able to make it happen. I have some beautiful homes today. You know, it's an overnight success, 15 year overnight success. I share this so you can see the life that I live in this moment. Got my house, got my beach, my lake house, I got my cabin. I have the most important things to me, my family and familia. This is what it's all about. That's the purpose right there. This family has grown through me growing the business. I get to share all those wonderful things with them, which makes it worth it. Two of them last week. And then in April, I was able to make a very successful exit. And I can retain 30% 30 of business, but I was able to sell it and put myself into the ultra high net worth category. So I am now what they call filthy rich and wealthy. (laughs) Now that sounds like I'm bragging a whole lot, doesn't it? Feels like bragging to me, and honestly, it's incredibly awkward to to say that to you because I'm not that guy. If you listen to my podcast and you know me, I'm not that guy. But it's the American dream and I'm living the American dream right now. So who wouldn't want to trade me for my life right now with what I've got? Raise your hand. Does anybody want to trade me right now to kind of have a life that I have? It's okay to say yes, wealth isn't a negative because I would have traded myself back then but then you wouldn't have appreciated the journey. So I'm gonna take you back to the beginning because while all that stuff is great, I came from Nothing. Grew up on a huge farm, corn and soybeans. I'm from Indian, Indiana. A population of 313 people in the town I grew up in. Everybody knew everybody's business. Everybody knew everybody's business, including what you're having for dinner, and if you got an invite. That's the life of how I grew up. First jobs I ever had were detasseling corn. Anybody ever detasseled corn? If you don't know what bee tassel and corn is, by the way, that's normal. Raise your hand so I can see who doesn't know. I'll explain it. Let me tell you what this shitty job is. You walk down every single row of corn and you pull the tassel off the top of each corn cornstub. You guys you see cornfields, right? Even the small ones are huge. And then I had to bale hay. Anybody ever had to bale hay before? Basically, it shoots the hay off the back of the tractor. You gotta scoop it. Throw it up on the back of the wagon. I should be so much bigger than I am, as much hay as I had to bail. But those were two really crappy jobs. But you know what you learn when you come up like me on a farm with nothing is you learn to work ethic. Whether you like it or not, you gotta be willing to put in the work because there's no other option. Gotta work hard. Went to this little bitty high school, graduated from over hundred people. Played soccer, was a really good soccer player, got to play in college. I was really good until I got to college, I should say. Different story. I wrestled, wrestled, wrestling was a great sport for me. Taught me a lot about mental fortitude and that my work ethic can overcome a lot and I can be successful if I put in more work than the next guy. So I graduated in 1997, I'm 44 years old. Started to get more gray hair, so even when you shave it, it's still there. That's how you know you're getting old. Then I went to college, Indiana State University. Not where I wanted to go, but it's where the scholarship was at, so I went. Has anybody ever seen the movie, I'm going to date myself, Van Wilder? Yes. Okay, Van Wilder went to school for like eight years and I don't think he ever graduated. Now, I didn't go for eight years, but I went for four, almost four years in college to get and end up with an associate's degree or enough credits for an associate's degree. Do y'all know how long it actually takes to get an associate's degree for most people? Two years. Made my folks real proud. So, that was actually the first time I experienced real failure. Because I went to college for almost four years to get enough credits to get an associate's degree in criminal justice. I was gonna be a constable, Sheriff Chris, after service. But, failure number two happened. Failure number two is, forever I got out of college, I got a DUI. I'm not going to ask anybody else if they got this, so don't worry. <laughs> but I got a DUI. Guess what that does to a criminal justice degree? So now I really messed up. Because now, my entire college time was a complete waste. And I had a decision to make in that moment. And I can remember it like that, I get used to do, so I'm thinking about it. it is... I did not want that to happen to me again. You know, I was not going to be my friends who went back and worked in the factories or worked in the fields and sat in the bars and drank and did all that. I'm not gonna be that guy. with the drugs, the meth, get all I didn't do any of those things. I had to make a decision. And I thought, I gotta get away from it. I gotta get away from it. So I made a transition all the way over to Arizona, which is where I live today. Why Arizona? Because my grandfather was a retired farmer and lived out there. I thought, at least I got somebody if shit goes wrong. So I moved clear to Arizona and started over completely, and it was a reset. A boy from the Midwest, never been further than St. Louis, goes all the way to Arizona. Talk about a culture shock. So I went to the closest thing that I felt comfortable to. I met a guy who took me to a bar that had bull riding. And I was like, I think I can do that. I think I can do that. I'm a good wrestler, Wrestler's got good balance. I'm not afraid and you only had to pay 25 bucks and you could win $500. I'm like, count me in, I'm doing it. Of course, you gotta ride for how long? Eight seconds, that's a long eight seconds. That's not a short day's work, by the way. But I got pretty decent at it, so I thought, you know what, I think I can do this for a living. So I joined the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association the Turquoise Circuit out of the Southwest, and I rode bulls for two years. I rode bulls for two years. And I lost a lot of money in rodeos and time and fights. Got my ass kicked quite a bit. But I also won a lot of fights. You learn a lot about yourself. I was young. Met a girl. Had my first daughter. Decided, you know what? I'm going to try and jump back on this racing bandwagon. My grandfather helped me with racing. He was pretty good at it. A little less dangerous. Sounds crazy. A little less dangerous. But I knew I was a little bit better at it. I can control my outcome a little bit more, so I got really good at it. I thought, you know, I'm going to race in Indianapolis 500. That's my goal. And I did everything I could, trying to get the sponsors, trying to get everything. But ultimately, I lost a lot of races. I only won a handful. It was another failure. I basically faced two failures. Tried bull riding, thinking going to be great. Failed. Tried to race again, thought it going to be really great, going to be a professional. Failed. So I'm four failures into my life right now. I'm thinking, you know what? I got a kid. It was a shitty boyfriend. She had no business being with me. wasn't faithful. And so we split. Still have a good relationship, thankfully. Um, but I moved on. I thought, it's time for me to grow up. I got to get like an actual job. And one thing I was good at that I could take away from college is that I was very social. I could talk to people. I could I could start a party. But I also really cared about people. So it's easy for me to kind of go into the advertising space and learn because I actually cared about what I was able to do for your business, that, that is the same thing today. It's how I grew up. So I jumped into the Yellow Pages. Some of y'all might not know what that is, <laughs> it's okay. But I grew up in that space. And then they brought internet Yellow Pages to it when the internet came around. And that I got really good at because I could actually see what it did to the numbers for the customer so I could actually believe my own Kool-Aid, drink my own Kool-Aid. And I got exceptionally well versed in it, learned how to build websites myself just so I could talk about it better. So I got really good in this time frame. And I'll tell you, in that same time frame, 2003 to 2007, I made a lot of money. Roughly in the 250, dollars $350,000 a year is what I was bringing in as a sales rep for these organizations, helping companies with their advertising until I no longer believed in the company I was working for that they would produce what I just sold you. That's where I have a problem because the money at that point to me did not matter when I had to lay down and feel like crap because I didn't do a good job for you. But I, it wasn't my responsibility. I was just selling and trusting the company would actually execute but I'm making a lot of money, man, I get to buy my first car at BMW. You come from the country, you come from nothing, you want to brag a little bit. I started to get an ego. Bought my first house on the bottom right-hand corner. Met my wife, my now wife still so to this day. Still been together for 22 years. And uh, we had our first kid. You know, and, like, life was going really, really great. Like, I had the things, the things that make you feel accomplished. Kind of like Renee was talking about that. You know, the dopamine hits, and then you got to find the next fix, the dopamine hits. Had a lot of great things. I thought, you know what? Now I'm going to go back. Now that I've got some money, and I've been making, some, making my way a little bit, I'm going to go back to Indiana, where I'm from, where all my friends are. I'm going to buy another house. I'm going to have two houses, and I'm going to show them, like, I made it. I came, I got out, and I made it. And I'm going to start my own business, because... I like the way I felt about what these guys were delivering, because I care about people. So I started my company that is today from that little that little nook right there, looking out across this lake. This is a, I'm so proud of this house, 4,200 square feet, and I started this business right looking out that view. Sold my first customer looking out that view. A little glass table that I bought with the house. They left it because they didn't want to bring it with so I'm feeling really, really great about myself. And then it was like, hey, I sold a customer, and he said, hey, I'm not using the office space in the front, I'm using the warehouse in the back. It was a lift rental company, lift rental. And I was like, dude, yeah, I'd love to use that space. This is literally my first office. Now, when, that, when I first started the company, it was called Brickyard Marketing, And the reason I named it Brickyard was because in the state of Indiana, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is a big deal. The nickname is the Brickyard. So, I thought if people know my name is Bricker, they're going to know I'm local, marketing play. So, that worked when I was hammering, just working in Indiana and hammering, working with all the contractors. And this was my first spot. I was so proud of it. And it was so dirty and nasty in there, but it's where I started. all of this with SmartAC.com. You've got to check it out now. And then this happened. Because I don't know about you, I heard a couple of y'all come and tell me stories out there during the break. I didn't know business when I got into business. I felt I could sell my way into a successful business. But that operations side, that execution side will get you. The financial side will get you if you don't pay attention because you can't sell your way to growth and not have your shit together on the back end to pay attention to your people, or to your product, to your customer service. My bandwidth was stretched so thin. And going from this two hundred fifty dollars to $350,000 number, well guess what, I was outliving my means, I was living still living paycheck to paycheck. I was blowing everything I had, I didn't save much. And I lost that house in Arizona to foreclosure. That was a massive bomb for me foreclosed on my home in Arizona. Here's the good news. Because I could still cover that up. Because nobody in Indiana, where I was back home, knew about that. So I could still cover it up. Because that's what we do sometimes, right? want people know, our pride gets in the way. That's embarrassing. I've never shared this before. This is the first time I'm ever sharing this story you guys. So that one was a tough pill to swallow. I was ashamed by that. But I was trying to start the business. I wasn't charging enough money, anybody ever do that? I think you gotta be the cheapest option or the race to the bottom, and that is not the way you get it done. I learned that lesson the hard way, you'll see. And then I'm sitting at that house, that 4,200 square foot house, and a few months later, and I come outside and my truck's gone. God, if you've had that feeling and you're sitting in this room, you know I'm talking about that. Pit in your stomach when I was like, man, I knew I was running late on that. How can I possibly do that? That's my vehicle to go and meet with people. Now we still have the BMW if you remember. But I lost my truck. represents. By the way, I have that same truck today. <laughs> I pay cash for it. Though. No problems. <laughs> laugh about it now, right? And then going into that winter a few months later, the BMW's engine blew. Now, it costs a lot to change a BMW engine. I'm still making payments on it because I already way overpaid for it. I meant, let me rephrase that, not today. (laughs) Then, when the engine blew, I had no car. I had no cars left. Foreclosed home, repossessed truck, blown engine on a car, I literally have nothing. So you know what I had to do? Hey, Mom, can I borrow your car? And I had to ask my mom to borrow her car until I figured something out. But what I refused to do, even after failure number seven for me, catastrophic failure, was to be a victim or give up. So I had to find a solution. That's what business is. You're going to fail no matter what size you're at, but then how are you going to react to it? So this was a big win I had. I was able to go to an auto dealer after calling like 35 auto dealerships and say, hey man, I'll build your website and trade for a car. And I finally got one to do it and I picked up this 2002 Kia Spectra. That Kia Spectra right there, I called it the Respectra because you had to earn a little bit of respect you know, to be in this car because that car meant so much to me. I was on my way back, like I have got a car, I got it done. I refused to give up. Now I came from having a BMW, a nice truck, all these things to this piece of shit. But to me, that thing was priceless. Like I was so grateful for that, and it gave me that dopamine. And I went right back to work and got after. And then this happened. You're thinking, Chris, you suck at managing money, don't you? And the answer is, not now. But I learned from that, and the answer was, yes, I did, because I way overspent my means. I did all the things to charge the credit cards, to buy all the things, to live lavishly, to boost my ego. I did all those things. So as I'm sitting in this house, I know it's going to foreclose. I know I've got about three months that I can still ride this thing out before they give me the boot. So I'm at an all-time low in my life in this moment. I'm sitting in this top bedroom up there with my wife, and my daughter, and I'm trying to figure out, do I pay the gas, do I pay the electric? That's one of those moments that like, that is your, that was a defining moment for me. Because I stuffed towels into the door and plugged in a space heater to keep the 4,200 square foot house warm because you can't heat 4,200 square feet with a space heater. I sat there ashamed of myself like I let everybody down and it made me hit rock bottom. Anybody here rock bottom in here raise your hand. It is awful and a blessing all at the same time. What I did in that moment was. I thought, I got nothing else left to, like, I don't know what to do. I've been, I get, you know, get a little bit of success, another failure. Get a little bit of success, another failure. Get a little bit of success, another failure. That is a hard one to keep wanting to come back from, right? Like, you get in the ring with Mike Tyson he knocks you down eight times, seven, eight times. Like, do you want to keep getting back up and getting your ass kicked? Probably not. I don't. But that, unfortunately, is business. And how you react to that is your end result. So, I was talking to going to church. Not that I didn't believe in God, I just didn't didn't really think much of it. But I needed something. I was grasping for straws. You know what I needed? I needed hope. Because I had none at that point. And I'm trying to figure out, I got to get my shit together. I got a family that's relying on me, and I'm relying on myself. So, I got this tattoo right here of Jesus on the cross with my hand as his hand. I did that because once I learned this story, I'm not preaching to y'all, I'm just telling you my story. I did that because it was a constant reminder that nothing will ever be as hard for me as that moment right there for Jesus, and I'm a visual cue guy. So if Jesus could do all that for us, Chris, stop being such a sissy. Like get your shit together. Like, and that gave me hope again. And that moment changed my life. Changed the truth. Thank you. That moment, when I'm at my lowest, I had to give up all my pride. I had to ask for help. All the things that we don't want to do because we want to save face, I wish I'd have done it so much sooner. This wouldn't have happened to me had I asked for help sooner. Had I been a five percenter sooner than I learned the things, had not thought I knew it all, had I let go of my ego. That moment saved me. Because I also realized that nothing changes if nothing changes. So I increased my pricing. I stopped messing around with the cheap stuff because I had no other choice. I increased my pricing for what it was worth and what I needed to sustain my business. I figured out how to be more efficient with my processes. I hired our first sales employee. I hired the sales guy so I could start working more on the back end for the websites, the SEO, the all, everything. I needed somebody to go and help me sell, so I have more time to build. I can move faster, I can make money faster. It was starting to work. And then I niched our business, because I can't work with every industry and be good at all of them, so I decided, you know what, I'm really good with the home services company, they're blue collar like me, I grew up that way, I can relate, so I niched my business so I can have to focus on so many things. It's like, figure out what you can do well and stick to that. And then I took on a consulting job. It was great, man, I had a customer who needed my help. Who he needed my help to help one of their customers. And this is where my life really began to shift. I brought on this customer and it changed my life. This is, these are two major HVAC, and air conditioning manufacturers. And these guys right here believed enough in me to let me work with their contractors all over the United States of America. So I got to go and do stuff just like this and talk to people about how to start to grow their businesses through internet marketing early on. And I did a really good job, and I have helped grow a lot of incredibly successful heating and air conditioning companies who have also went on to sell their businesses and make millions and then make their employees millionaires, and that feels good to me. Thank you. And I was able to buy this beautiful 2007 Chevy Envoy. And I felt so good about that. I mean, that was my luxury car. I was like, yeah, we're back on. David got this, it had like a power window, the tent, you see the little tent on the window, you see that? I was like back in the game. I was so proud of this moment. Now I got two cars again, y'all. Two cars. But I was back on track, man. It felt so good to be back on track because like, I didn't give up. And then at the church, man, I met this dude who couldn't keep in his house anymore. And I thought, hey, man, I'll tell you what, I can, I can afford this. I'll rent it from you for the next year. If you give me a chance to rent this, going to get back on my feet. Uh, it will help you. It helps me. And it works, man. He let me stay in this house and pay him $3,200 a month. But I, I knew it was within my means I was good because I already lost everything at this point. So I'm just building and saving and building and saving. I adjusted my pricing. I got more profitable. So I could afford this. And you know what? It felt really good to be in that house. It kind of made me feel proud again, just like the car. So things are on the come-up again. Then I got to switch to my new office. The bottom left office is really where things started to feel, from the business perspective, felt proud. I rented a suite in those offices, and then I opened up a second location because I needed it. This was moving pretty good. I started hiring a few employees, other sales team members, but help me build things, like start to make some momentum here and actually build a legit business. So we were doing some things. And I thought, my wife said, she's born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, so I got her to go to Indiana, and the winters in Indiana were a little bit too much for her, to put it nicely. And then she got a couple tornado warnings and that sent her over the edge. So thankfully we had done a little bit of business in Arizona, and she said, I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm going back to Arizona. So uh, so I listened, and I went with her. And we moved back to Arizona. And we moved into this office space here, which is where we were for the better part of a decade and where we really built the company was in that space. We had the room, we had the people, we had the processes, we had the systems, we had all the failure that we learned from through all these years. And we built an incredible company that's helped so many. 800 plus customers I have today. 800. We are an eight figure beast of a business. Thank you, but it was handed to me right, and had to earn my strife, today. You saw the message, man. I went through it. We did a rebrand, hard, hard move to make when you're building your business. But Brickyard Marketing made no sense in the rest of the United States of America, so we had to go through a rebrand. That's a very scary change. We did that in 2003 to Rhino Strategic Solutions. Today. That's my new headquarters in Phoenix, Arizona. 108 plus rhinos and growing. Thank you. All, all from serving just like I'm doing from this stage with you right now to our customers and helping you whether you use me or not is irrelevant. The point is, and this is what Stephen asked me to do is just tell my story, not tell you the tactics. Tell the story, I did all this for you, and I still do it today, for you, and that's what fills my cup, that's the selfish part to me that fills my cup, is I'm able to do that for you, which in turn provides for my family, which in turn provides for your families, my employees, their families, their job progression, all those things, that is the life I want to live, so I'll share with you these lessons along the way, you either lose or you learn, man, have you experienced that before, people take loss. And you can handle it by being pissed You can blame somebody else You can do something about it You either lose or you learn from failure That's a fact You can't lose if you don't quit And you control it You cannot You cannot lose If you don't quit Anybody disagree? Because it's on you You can't lose if you don't quit Be willing to outwork everyone Put your money where your mouth is put your work ethic where your mouth is don't just talk about it, be about it go out there and do the things, you won't Work, everybody grit, determination, and consistency will take you very far but more importantly, consistency progress over perfection, folks progress over perfection and you keep doing it again and again and again that's where no zero days comes from you've got know, to be great every single day you've got to be a little bit better every single day no zero days and you gotta be vulnerable enough to ask for help. This is the hardest part and I get, especially for us guys. I'm not discounting any female leaders, putting it out there. But you gotta be vulnerable enough to ask the question. Let your pride go, man. I promise you, will get you through the fire faster. Ask for help. Even when you think you gotta figure it figured out, ask for help for those who've done better than you. Figure out what circle you're in. Figure out where do you lay at in your circle. I'm at the bottom of my circle. I'm loving it right now. But I've been at the top of my circle of friends. But I'm always leaning on them to see what I can, what can I be doing better. And again, like I said, kind of adjust your pricing model if you need to. Or your entire business model, whatever works. Don't be afraid to make a change. you got to find a reason to win. Find your purpose. Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do. It. You win the heart, logic will follow. People don't buy what you do; they buy why you do. Because there's a lot of people that do what you do. Reputation over revenue. Man, I hope you remember that. Reputation over revenue. Doing good is good business. Do it good. Don't be fake. Don't be somebody that you're not. Be authentically you. Do a good job. Care about your customers. Care about the results. Do the right thing. Don't be somebody that you're not. I've done that. Don't fake it. Don't try to put on an act, don't try to lie, it's too hard to remember all the lies. Be authentically you, the person that genuinely cares about the customers and one another. That's an easy one. I'll leave you with this. Gary told me, uh, told me this at one of our events we put on, and that was that we're all in a mindset game and, and anyone can win. Now, that's always hard for people to digest because it sounds so cliche to talk about a mindset, but it's so true. This is why visual cues matter. They, they make you take action. Put something on your mirror that says, no zero days, reputation over revenue, whatever it is. So as soon as you get up, pull you get your first visual cue, do some good shit that day. You put something in your truck. If your wife or your husband, leave a note for one another. Man, just a little bit of encouragement goes a long way. My wife texted me this morning. and said, good luck. She knew I was scared to do this I'm Not scared, nervous to do this because I've never presented like this before. That goes a long way. The little visual cues matter. But consistency kicks determination's ass all day long. Because if you're determined to do something and you half-ass it, you're going to lose. But if you consistently try over and over again, you will win. So I'll finish by saying this. I didn't share the beginning part of that to brag. I shared to show you where I'm at today because of all the failure I went through. Two homes I lost to foreclosure. Two, truck repossessed, blew the engine in the car, had one relationship go down. One, My first relationship go down, didn't work. Failed at bull riding, failed at racing Indy cars. I mean, I had some success with it, but overall I failed for my goal. I failed so much more than I've won to get to where I'm at right now. So you just have to be good Knowing that you're going to fail, even when you start to get to be a big business like mine is now, you're still failing almost more now. When you start to grow a big business, you now hire a firefighter position. You're always finding waves of failure that are gonna come and hit you in all sides of your business, but how you react to it will get easier, I promise you, because you'll have built the mental fortitude to know how to overcome it time and time again. So all the things I share with you, the things you learned from these guys, you learned a ton from Tommy, please, I beg you, be a 5%er. Be a 5%er. Don't go through the path that I just went through, please. It is it is an awful, one. very tough. And don't lose the time. Be a 5%er. And you don't have to do everything, but you got to do something. Say it with me. No zero days. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.